We want to welcome everyone to the podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My colleague is uh, Kevin Clark. He's one of the members here. Uh, he does a lot of preaching, and uh, perhaps you've heard him preach, or maybe uh, either in person or online. And uh, we really appreciate you being with us. We're coming to you from the preacher study here at the <laughs> church building at, at Oak Mountain, and we're glad to have you with us. If you're if you've been with us before, you know how this works. We're right. really glad you're, you're here and glad you, that you've come back to be with us again. Uh, we hope that you'll tell other people about what we're trying to do here, if you enjoy it. If you're with us for the first time, we hope you, uh, if you don't have access to your Bible, at least be thinking along with us uh, as we discuss from the, the Scriptures. We uh, are in the Sermon on the Mount. We just go mm-hmm. passage by passage and talk about it a little bit, try to explain it and apply it. Uh, as best we can, try to make it uh, practical for every every Bible student out there, and I hope that uh, we can accomplish some good. But we're glad you're with us today. We're going to be talking about Matthew chapter 6, and the prayer that Jesus mm-hmm. uh, uses, formulates here uh, as he's teaching his disciples to pray. So Matthew chapter 6, we're going to be beginning in about uh, verse 9 or so. Kevin. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to be able to spend some time in God's Word. It's so important that we all be exposed to God's Word. That's what we're trying to do, expose ourselves and everyone else who's in our audience to God's will. Why is that so important? Well, we know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you who comes to God must believe that He is and is reward of those who diligently seek Him, as Hebrews 11, 6. And we know Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So this thing that's so critical to our obedience to God, which is faith, comes from a study reading of, exposure to, meditating upon God's Word. So anytime folks take time to bring out the treasures, uh, the gems of wisdom, spiritual wisdom that are contained in God's will, we know good is going to be done in those who have the right hearts. Now, you can reject it like anybody else, but if you have the right heart, we believe that this program is going to help you immensely because what we're doing is exalting God's Word and studying it very carefully. So thank you very much. We also want to thank our two deacons, Mark Townsend and Jason Reed, who are with us and make it possible for us to bring this podcast to you. And without their efforts or knowledge or technical proficiency, we could not do this on our own. So we're so very thankful that they have blessed us with their talents and abilities. And so looking forward to the study, uh, brother. All right, so let's talk about Matthew chapter 6 a little bit. Here it is, right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Verse 1, Jesus says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before Mm -hmm. men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who's in heaven. And so so he's talking about religious hypocrisy, doing things, doing religious things or deeds of righteousness, your motivation being to be seen of men. And then he illustrates that Mm -hmm. in three ways. And so he talks about giving alms mm-hmm. or charitable deeds. Be careful that you don't do that just to be seen of men like mm-hmm. some people do. Mm-hmm. You don't have any reward in heaven if that's your motivation. Right. He'll talk about fasting mm-hmm. toward the end of this section, but in the middle he talks about prayer. Mm-hmm. And he, he gives a few warnings about prayer, how not to pray. Verse 5, when you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogue and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Again, that's their motivation. Mm-hmm. And he, he condemns that in, in strong terms. Uh, he says in verse 6, when you pray, go into your inner room, pray in secret. Your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. And then verse 7 when you, when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. They think they're going to be heard for their many words. And so 
In verse 8, don't be like them mm -hmm. either. So here are a couple of warnings. Here are a couple of things not to do. Mm -hmm. And then in, in uh, verse 9, he begins this to say, pray like this. Mm -hmm. Pray in this way. And he gives here what's often called the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. This is not a prayer that the Lord himself is praying. Mm -hmm. But he's teaching his disciples, pray like this. Use this as a pattern mm -hmm. uh, for your prayers in some ways. It's probably the most repeated prayer mm -hmm. and one of the most repeated prayers in the world, I suppose. Right, right. Uh, but uh, we want to work our way through it and see uh, what it has to say to us and how it might help us to pray in an acceptable way. It's not comprehensive. It doesn't cover right. every everything. Right. Uh, but uh, it, it does touch on uh, a number of different things that we need to remember as as we pray. One thing I would say real quick, too, is notice it says in this manner. So I don't think what's being conveyed that this is the one and only prayer, for if we know that's not the case when we look throughout the New Testament, and it has to be exactly these words, but right. in this manner, this is the way. So there's things to be learned from the way this prayer is constructed that we can then glean and apply to our prayers that may not be verbatim what is said here. Right, and so he's not giving you a, a formulaic right. prayer, sort of a standard prayer, mm -hmm. memorize this, right. say this. Right. I don't believe that's what he's doing. He's he's giving you an example. When you pray, do it, do right. it like this. Exactly. Here's an, here's an example this of how yeah. you can pray. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of want to take a look at it and maybe draw out some features right. of this right. of this prayer that might help us. Amen. One thing that I noticed, Kevin, mm -hmm. about it is how simple it is. Right. It's right. not it's not a lot of technical terms mm -hmm. in it. Uh, not a lot of uh, liturgical language mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. like that. It's just very, very simple, very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Give us this day our daily bread. Right. Forgive us our, our debts, a, an exp a, a request for the forgiveness of sin. Very, very simple right. uh, statements in, in the prayer. And so when we pray, mm -hmm. our prayers don't have to be filled with technical language, right, a lot right. of religiosity and things right. like that. Just everyday common language addressed to God, making your requests known to Him. Absolutely. I was thinking about Luke chapter 18 in mm -hmm. that regard. You remember the two men that mm -hmm. go down to the temple to pray, the Pharisee and the publican. Mm -hmm. And um, the man who went down to his house justified the publican or the tax collector. He, his prayer was, you know, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Mm -hmm. Again, mm -hmm. very, very simple. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's encouraging to me, I think, that uh, uh, I can just approach God, express myself to Him in my words, right. just in my own vocabulary, and He will hear and, and understand. You know, one quick point on that, too, that I think amplifies that in verse 8, he makes this point, your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. And so maybe that also lends itself to, I don't need to go into a lot of great detail and use these $64,000 words, because He's saying, look, I already know what you need anyway. Prayer's for you. You express to me what you're feeling in accordance with my will, and then I'll act accordingly. But he says, don't think that you're putting something on my radar that's not there. I already know what you need. Right, right. So in our prayers, we we are expressing our dependence on God. Mm -hmm. we're, we're sort of making a confession about that in some mm -hmm. ways, that mm -hmm. we're, we understand that my blessings come from you. Mm -hmm. And I depend on you for my blessings, for right. my physical blessings, my daily bread, for my spiritual blessings right. as well. And so uh, it's an expression of faith right. in God and confidence in Him that He will 
here and that he'll provide our needs. And so, um, yeah, he, he knows what we have need of, but he wants us to, to work right. that out and, right. and demonstrate that dependence on him Absolutely. in our lives. Think about the humility. You're basically saying, look, I cannot do these things on my right. own. I need you. I need your provisions. Yeah. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your long suffering. So, so many good things for us when it comes to prayer. Yeah, that reminded me again of Luke chapter 18, where mm -hmm. the Pharisee, mm -hmm. he begins by saying, I thank uh, God, I thank you. But he's not thankful <laughs> to God at all. He's congratulating himself, right. really, isn't he, right. for the things right. that he has accomplished. And this right. is what I've done. Right. There's not much dependence on mm -hmm. God in that prayer, mm -hmm. is there? Not at all. Now, in the, in the tax collector, there yes, is. But God, the Pharisee is, is mm -hmm. look at what I've done. Look at what I do. Look at how well I do it. Mm -hmm. Look how much better I am than other people. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah, that just the expression of that dependence on mm -hmm. God uh, is uh, something that you see from this, this prayer here in Matthew chapter 6. Amen. Well, let's talk a little bit about the first, the first line. Pray mm -hmm. in this way, our Father who is in heaven. The, uh, in the Old Testament, there are passages in which God... Um, you know, Israel recognizes that God treats them as a father. Mm -hmm. But Jesus really emphasizes that, I mm -hmm. think, in a new way. He highlights that and enriches that idea in, in a new way. He speaks quite often of God as his, as his personal father. Mm -hmm. And so here it's, you know, it's our father, mm -hmm. uh, but, but God, uh, Christ recognizes God as his own father and addresses him that way. Remember, he got in trouble on that one time because he called God his own father, mm -hmm. making himself equal, equal with, with God. God. And right. so uh, they took up stones to stone him. But that's one of many, many times mm -hmm. where Jesus refers to God as his father. And then look at John chapter 20 and verse 17 along that line. Uh, John 20, 17. This is Mary Magdalene in the uh, uh, Jesus has been raised from mm -hmm. the dead and she encounters him and she apparently has, has wrapped her arms around her perhaps or something like that. And mm -hmm. Jesus says to her, stop clinging to me for I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father mm -hmm. and my God and your God. Mm -hmm. That's interesting to me because what he's saying is my father your father is the same one as my father. My mm -hmm. father is the same God as your father. Mm -hmm. We both have the same father. And so even though God, Christ has a special relationship right. with the father that we don't have and will never have, still we are his, chil his mm -hmm. children mm -hmm. in the same way in that respect as Jesus was his Amen. child. Amen. So how is God like a father? Yeah. How is it that we can call upon him as our father? Well, certainly he has brought us into existence, both physically, but also spiritually, those that are in the church. Uh, he looks out for us. He guides us. He directs us. He leads us. Uh, he lays down rules for us to yeah, live by, right. and he disciplines. You know, yeah. Hebrews 12 talks about the that's chastening right. of the Lord. And so there's a lot of things to be learned from the relationships that we have with our physical fathers, and then look at how much more they're amplified when it comes to our spiritual father in fact uh, jesus makes that point in terms of prayer saying well look if, if you guys have a son and somebody asks right. for a fish you know give him a serpent right or now give him a stone you're going to give him what he asked for well if you being evil know how to give right. your children good gifts how much more so uh god in heaven and so uh he is the ultimate expression of fatherhood 
Yeah, that's right. So he's a loving father. Now, some, sometimes fathers in, you know, in our experience are less than what they ought to be. Sure. Sometimes they're exactly what, the opposite of what they should be. That's right. But, but God is a loving father. Mm -hmm. He cares for his children. And so he's going to do all the things toward his children that a loving father should that's do. Right. That's he's right. going to provide for them. Right. You know, a father provides for mm -hmm. his own children. He's going to protect them. That's right. And so God guards us mm -hmm. and, uh, and um, keeps us from, from evil. Now, we right. can go into evil if we, if we uh, want to, to if, we, if we mm -hmm. choose to, but, but God is going to guard us mm -hmm. uh, and, he's and protect us. Uh, he's, going, he's going to do everything, right. provide for us, protect us, all the things that a loving father, and, he, and he'll do it uh, willingly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just as a loving father would do for his children. So it's interesting that in our prayers, Jesus taught us, um, and I'm not saying that this is inappropriate, but he doesn't say now, when you pray, say, uh, your honor. Right, right. Or he doesn't right, say, right. now, when you pray, address right. him as king. Right, right. Now, that, right. I'm not saying that's inappropriate. Right. I'm just right. saying when Jesus said, when, he, when he's teaching us to pray, right. pray our Father. Right. And I don't think that's, I don't yeah. think that's coincidental or haphazard, I think that's right. intentional. And that conveys relationship. And then we, if he's our no. father, we're his children, right? That's right. And so it makes more sense when it says, right, you be holy for I am holy, okay? We often talk about the children being like the father. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, if we yeah. have a father in heaven who is this way, he's just, he's merciful, he's long-suffering, then we as his children need to also have those characteristics. And so it just works in a very personal way. I think the term father, now we... In uh, Mark's account of Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, includes the mm. word Abba. Mm -hmm. You know, so Abba is an Aramaic word that was the most commonly spoken language in in Palestine during Jesus' time. So it's, it's likely that Jesus spoke Aramaic, and mm -hmm. and he used this address Abba, mm -hmm. Abba, which means Father. Mm -hmm. And then we see it in Romans eight as well. Christians mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. use that term Abba. My understanding is it's it was a term that was used in the home, uh, uh, among children, but also I was reading recently even as people got older they used this word Abba, mm -hmm. and so it's not a childish term. Right. right. It's it is, I think I think father is a good English word to convey both uh, the relationship, the familiarity but also the respect. Mm -hmm. And so it's not so down to our level, so so common and casual that it doesn't communicate that idea of respect. It's a good combination of both. Right. Uh, he's approachable, he's a father, mm -hmm. a loving father, but he is father. You right, know? right, that's right. And so it's, it, it includes that uh, aspect of respect as well. You know, one other thing I would say, too, especially in this day and age where we have people that are trying to uh, do away with the significance of gender, I think it's interesting yeah, that Jesus right. identifies God in the masculine gender. Yeah. He, he could have said mother. He did not. He said our father, and that's repeated said, all throughout He could have just said parent. Right, you know? right. He did not. So he did not. He's, right. You're right. So uh, very clearly it's father. And so he teaches his disciples to say that. And he does it himself, right, right. you know, my, my father. So we, we have a, a few uh, prayers of Jesus in the New Testament. Matthew 11, verse 25 is one of those. Mm -hmm. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, mm -hmm. Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. 
And so mm-hmm. Jesus practices this himself. Right. We've seen Garden of Gethsemane. He addresses mm-hmm. God as mm-hmm. Father. And there are other times as well. And so Jesus is teaching his disciples to do what is his practice as right. well. Yeah, I think you make a good point there that God is consistently through the Bible addressed as Father right. and you know, what he does. Amen. Let's just, well, our time's out, Kevin. I'm tempted to go a little bit further, but maybe we should just stop. We can get very far. We did not. One phrase. One phrase, yeah. Uh, But let's just go ahead and stop there instead of rushing through the next section there. But we'll pick that up. Hallowed be your name. Talk about that a little bit next time. And uh, maybe that'd be the best thing to do. We're taught to pray. We're encouraged to pray. There are several statements in the New Testament to that effect. Devote yourselves to prayer. Pray at all times. Pray without ceasing. I think most of us pray, maybe not as often as we should, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But I think probably most of us feel like, you know, I think I could do that better. I think I could improve a little bit. And so maybe we can talk about this and suggest some things that will help us improve our prayer practices. Maybe that'd be a good goal for us. Amen. We appreciate everybody being with us. Think about your own prayers mm-hmm. and, and how you do that. Uh, can you improve? What can you do that would improve those things? And it'll be time well spent. Amen. We're going to close tonight or today with a prayer. And Kevin, would you lead us? Sure. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we bow our heads in reverence in all of you, all that you stand for, all that you are, your great power, your great might, but also your long-suffering, your patience, your mercy, your grace, your love. All of these things were such beneficiaries that we're so very thankful that we serve such a loving and such a caring, such a gracious uh, Father. We thank you so very much for all the blessings you've showered down upon us, food and shelter and clothing, our families, those of us who have been blessed with children. Uh, We thank you for the jobs we have whereby we can provide for ourselves, for our families, for those who are in need and certainly support the work of your kingdom here uh, in this place on this side of the grave. So very thankful for Uh, the laws that are in place, living according to the rule of law and the governing authorities we know that were put here for the punishment of the evildoer and the praise of those who do good. So many things you've done for us, but as much as we appreciate those physical blessings, they pale in comparison to the spiritual blessings that those of us who have uh, put on your son Jesus through the obedience to the gospel and joy in your church. We're so very thankful for that great sacrifice that you gave on the cross and your son gave the only sacrifice that could take away our sins and and bring us back into fellowship with you and so we can truly be your children. We've been talking about that during this podcast, that you are our Father, and as our Father, you care for us, you protect us, you guide us, you guard us, you direct, you provide for us. So many things that we uh, take for granted really come from your hand, and we're so very thankful that you are the loving Father that you are. And please help us to be better children, more obedient children, more thankful children, more appreciative children, to think about all the many things you do for us. And and that thankfulness and that gratitude ought to lead to better fidelity and obedience and and, uh, walking according to the narrow way that you set set forth before us. We thank you for the relationship that we have through the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you that we can exercise this avenue of prayer, this uh, method of communication that you have ordained and set in place that we can communicate our thoughts to you and our concerns, our fears, 
and to seek strength from you to ask for your intervention in our lives and the lives of others. It's a remarkable thing that a being of your great might and power would be mindful of us and actually listen to what we have to say, knowing that no concern of ours is too small for us to bring to you and address if it's something that we're concerned about. And we're so very thankful that you know you hear us. Please help us to do a better job, as we've said uh, during this class and in other assemblies, to do a better job of praying, to learn how to pray, just as uh, Jesus' disciples asked for him to teach them how to pray. We ask that you teach us how to pray through your word. And let us study this word and, and to glean and to elicit some concepts that will help us do a better job of formulating our thoughts and expressing them to you in a manner and a way that's pleasing to you and, and will endure to our benefit. We ask thy blessings upon this podcast. We ask thy blessings on everybody who's listening. Uh, we know that your word will strengthen and encourage us, will cause us to develop greater faith, and that faith in turn is necessary for us to please you and to serve you as you would have us. So please continue to give this podcast a long life. May we have many opportunities to present your word, and may there be many hearers that will take your word and plant it into their souls so that it may save their uh, souls in the end and lead to better lives on this side of the grave as well. We ask all these blessings in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen.